0: the murder of William Stebbins in 1866 at Malula. Before I start on this tragic tale, it is useful to set the scene. In February 1866 the Gympie Gold Rush was two years in the future and the Gympie Road did not exist. There was a settlement at Malula Head started by William Pettigrew. It was largely a base for the shipping of timbercut in the hinterland. William Grigger and James Lowe ran a store there where the basic rations could be purchased. Pettigrew ran steamships on the coastal run between Brisbane and Malula Heads, his major vessel at the time being the Nearing. The hinterland was divided into a few large cattle runs, with Edmund Lander and the Westaway brothers being the main operators in this area. As the following will demonstrate at least two timber cutters, Charles Kinmond and Robert Keeley had huts in the area that is now Glenview. They lived in slab huts and there were no roads as such, only bush tracks with very few travelers. There were no other towns or settlements north of Caboolture. When reading contemporary accounts of the events there are frequent references to Malula. This can lead to confusion as they refer to the Port of Malula Heads, now known as Malula Bar, not the present township of Malula which did not exist in 1866. The local Aborigines, the Kabi Kabi tribe or language group were, in general, peaceful and some worked in the timber industry. There were often a few hanging around the store and the settlers' huts at Malula heads, doing odd jobs. One such person was known as Captain Piper and he had apparently worked for Tom Petrie as a foreman in a gang of cutters in the Malula and Marucci River area. He was a large, strong man and one writer describes him as a Hercules in comparison to other members of his race. In February 1866 botanist William Stebbins was at Malula Heads waiting for the nearing to take him back to Brisbane he was employed by the Queensland government botanist Walter Heil to collect botanical specimens for a display at the forthcoming Melbourne exhibition. Included in his collections were seeds of the Bunya pine, Araucaria bidwilly, which grows in the area north and west of Malula Head. Stebbins discovered that the nearing would be some time before it arrived in port. Therefore he decided to travel on foot to Brisbane, a distance of about 84 miles, collecting plants along the way. He purchased rations from the store and, in the process, displayed a number of silver shillings which he carried to pay Aborigines for work they carried out for him. One account suggests that Captain Piper, who was in the vicinity, mistook these for gold sovereigns, perhaps providing an explanation for what was to follow. The suggestion is that Stebbins is alleged to have collected bunya seed from a tree which was traditionally owned by Captain Piper, an act that would have made him an enemy of Piper. Stebbins hired Aborigine Tommy Skyring to guide him on the way to Brisbane. Skyring had previously guided Stebbins in the area. Local accounts describe Tommy Skyring as being emaciated, weakened in poor health. He had consumption, tuberculosis, of which he died a few months later. He declined offers by Captain Piper and Johnny Griffin to help carry Stebbins's effects, but apparently these two followed Stebbins and Skyring when they left on 24 February 1866. Robert Keeley, a local timbercutter, was going in the same direction and joined Stebbins and Skyring and they set out from Malula Heads. One account says that Stebbins intended to spend the night at the hut occupied by timbercutters Kinmond and Peter Campbell, but stopped at a waterhole on the Malula River, later known as Deadman's Waterhole, to boil the billy and cook some damper or Johnny Cakes for lunch. Keeley declined an offer to stay and left him about 3pm to carry on to his hut which was a little beyond Kinmond and Campbell's hut, a few miles away. At this time, or shortly after, probably after Keeley had departed, Captain Piper and Johnny Griffin arrived. Accounts vary as to what happened next, but the end result was the murder of Stebbins by blows with a tomahawk to the neck and head probably about 4pm. Tommy Skyring and Captain Piper were both accused of delivering the first blow, but the killing blow to the back of the neck nearly severed the head and it seems highly likely it was the work of a strong man such as Captain Piper not the sickly Skyring. Stebbins's body was thrown into the waterhole. On reaching Kinmond and Campbell's hut Keeley informed Peter Campbell, the occupant, to expect Stebbins. One hour or more after dark, Keeley was surprised by the arrival of both Piper and Griffin, bringing not only a parcel for him from Malula Heads, but also one for Kinmond. On challenging them as to their not having left the parcel at the other hut as they came by, they excused themselves on the ground that they were afraid to enter it, as they believed a policeman to be there. At the later, 1879, trial of Piper, Keeley stated that Piper claimed a, wild black fellow, came out of the bush and murdered Stebbins. On his arrest not long after the murder, Piper laid the blame on Skyring who died in May 1866. Suspicious of Piper's story, Keely and Campbell along with Piper and Griffin next morning proceeded to the waterhole and found the body of Stebbins floating in the water. Skyring had disappeared. Campbell then immediately rode to Malula heads and the following morning a group rode to the waterhole and removed the body from the water and roughly covered it with logs to prevent wild dogs from interfering with it. At the Malula hearing... In February 1879 a witness, Peter Campbell, stated that on 3 March he saw the body which was so decomposed it was impossible to move it and that it was washed away by a flood not long after. One story published on 17 March 1866 states that on 12 March Tommy Skyring gave himself up to timber cutter Richard Jones on the Marucci River and admitted his part in the crime, expressing extreme remorse. He told Jones that the murder was planned between himself, Captain Piper and Johnny Griffin and that Piper struck the first blow to the neck nearly severing the head. He apparently had several of Stebbins's effects. Jones placed him in a punt and set out to row Skyring to the mouth of the Maroochee River and then take him to Malula Heads, but, thinking Skyring too weak to escape, did not restrain him and he slid off the boat swam ashore and hid in the bush. There was criticism that only one policeman, Constable Naughty, was sent to investigate this murder on the 1st of March. One newspaper stated, Much feeling has been expressed by the timber getters regarding the apathy of the authorities in not taking measures for the arrest of these scoundrels. Truly, one constable has been sent to the place, but as he can do nothing without assistance, he will not be able to further the ends of justice. However zealous he may be. Our informant tells us that there would not be much difficulty in securing the delinquents, if anyone was sent to Malula, with warrants and proper authority to receive the prisoners. Tommy Skyring was seen no longer ago than Wednesday near Westaway's station. Another account states that the police from Meriborough were unable to quickly follow up the murder due to the poor condition of their horses. Naturally a hue and cry eventuated for the arrest of the perpetrators, resulting in the arrest of Piper and scarring on, Muradin, Edmund Landers's cattle run as reported in The Courier on 31 March 1866. Griffin was not apprehended at this time. These two were to be transported to Brisbane via the nearing-to-stand trial, but Piper managed to free himself and swim ashore. He remained at large in hiding for 12 years, allegedly always on the lookout for police coming to arrest him. Tommy Skyring did not survive long, dying from tuberculosis in Brisbane Goal in May 1866. Captain Piper was arrested at Cobb's Camp, Wumbai, on 1 February 1879. Piper was brought to trial in Brisbane on the 22nd of August 1879. At this trial Griffin, who was about 13 at the time of the murder, was present as a witness rather than as an accused. Griffin stated that he did not know why the other Aborigines wanted to murder Stebbins. He claimed to have seen Stebbins fall after Skyring through a tomahawk at him. He, Griffin, stated that he then ran away but Piper brought him back and threatened to kill him if he ran away. At the trial Piper stated, Bal me hit first time. Tommy Skyring hit him with tomahawk, long neck. Me only hit him little bit, and take him damper and clothes. Piper was acquitted of murder on the basis of lack of evidence. The crime was 13 years in the past. No further action was taken against Piper nor against Griffin, who had given Queen's evidence in the trial. It remained unclear what part Griffin had played in the crime, and he lived on later assisting the native police as a tracker in the capture of the notorious Johnny Campbell, and becoming a more or less respected member of the community. An account of the trial states, Johnny Griffin, an aboriginal and principal witness in the case against Captain Piper, the aboriginal charged with the murder of Stevens, botanist, at Malula, has himself been charged today with having committed the crime. It is unlikely that Griffin will be committed. After being acquitted due to lack of evidence, Piper continued to live with his tribe, the Kabi Kabi. However he had enemies within the tribe and allegedly was later murdered by poisoning. The site of Stebbins's grave is subject to flooding and was later mined for the extraction of sand. It is certain that no trace remains today. Deadman's waterhole lies just off the Malula River and just north-northeast of the junction of Connection Road and the Steve Irwin Way.